Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Maybe in a year's time we're like totally like giving up all our values. <laughs> like, please, pay us. If I, thought, I think if I had 10 kids, I'd probably be bedridden with how tired I was. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't the reason no, though. I just wanted the TV for a Oh, come on, man. If in doubt, you can't find something in your house, be like, oh, Bonnie's donated it. Hello and welcome. This week we're talking about setting up your new home. We'll chat about why moving house is so stressful, common mistakes we make when unpacking, and give you some practical tips to help turn your new house into a home. And if you're wanting to get your home and life organised and you need a helping hand, check out the Essentials Guide. It was created by the team at Little Miss Organised, Bonnie's professional organising company here in Brisbane. So it has the input of amazing professional organisers. The Essentials Guide is the only guide you will need to help you organise your home from head to toe. So if that sounds like something you want to check out, head to our website, littlehomeorganised.com.au. Okay, so before we get started, let's chat a little bit about why moving house is so stressful. You know, I definitely have the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. You're so tired Mm -hmm. from the whole process. Yeah. It just, there's so much, so many logistics involved, like legally, practically, emotionally, mentally, all of it. And then you get there and it all just kind of goes, when you arrive. And even though you're still surrounded by like boxes and everything, you're just kind of like, well, we're here. We can get to this later. Yeah. So it's a bit of a delayed decision, delayed. Delayed unpacking. It's yes. like, we'll get out the essentials. We'll just put that in the spare room. We'll find a good spot for it later. And before you know it, you've created this ongoing saga where like five years ago, you moved into your house and you still haven't fully unpacked. <laughs> the amount of clients we have who have still got a box seven years later, three moves later, that they've never actually unpacked and looked at since that first move is incredible. I mean, yeah. we all tend to have it, don't we? Like we have got a cuckoo clock that we bought in Germany, my husband and I, on our first trip or second trip, 2011, 2013, something like that. And it's never gone with our decor and so we've never actually unpacked it and set it up. This sounds like a clutter confession. It is a bit of a clutter confession, but we we designed it ourselves. So we went into the Black oh, that's Forest very in Germany. Sentimental. Yes. And we picked what was gonna go on it and you know, all these cute little woodland animals and stuff. And we actually really want to set it up. And so we hopefully will set it up here or at the next house, depending on when that might be. But our yeah, our kids are like, Mom, Dad, when are we gonna get the cuckoo clock out? Like they they know the story, they've heard about it and and I remember as a kid, I think it was Oma and Opa that had a grandfather clock or a cuckoo clock. Yes. And I just loved the noise that it made. So I want that for my kids as well, even though it'll probably drive me absolutely bananas. I'm now wondering if maybe it was grandma and grandpa. I don't know. I have a feeling it was Oma and Opa. I do remember they did have like this really cute little Dutch weather station where if the weather was raining I think it was a man would come out with a little umbrella and a red rain uh, yellow (laughs) I do not remember that but that sounds amazing it was so awesome and then if it was sunny there was like a lady that would come out with you know like a hat and she was very bright and sunshiny and stuff and I loved that thing like that is so cool yeah I'm not a knick-knacky person but like I I remember looking at that every time we went starting to sound pretty 
pro knickknacky. I am a little bit. This cuckoo clock, this weather house. But back to moving house. Back to moving house. That can get, yes. It can get really stressful. And I think for anybody who has moved house, I mean, you've just done it. I've moved internationally. like, And, and that was with a small amount of stuff. That wasn't mm. even with like a whole, you know, four bedroom house, you know, and 10 no kids, kids and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Are you planning on having 10 children? I don't know that anyone's body can really handle that. Well, people do it, but. No. I mean, you really kind of have to plan ahead for that because no. otherwise you're looking at the next 15 years of I'm tired now and pregnancy I have one, and so birthing. So. I, if, I, th- I think if I had 10 kids, I'd probably be bedridden with how tired I was. <laughs> <laughs> those people are so resilient. They're amazing. I know. When you see those huge family photos and like they've basically been perpetually pushing out babies and yeah. you're like, how do you do it? They just must have some some kind of gumption that, you know, I just definitely yeah. do not. Do you know what's really interesting? Since moving to the Sunshine Coast, it is far more common for a big family up here. So in Brisbane, when we would say, oh, yeah, we're having our fourth, um, people would be like, oh, wow, like you guys are crazy and stuff. Up here, I've met so many people that have got five, six, seven plus kids and it's like four is normal up here. It's really interesting. It's so interesting how just by location it can change what feels like a cultural norm. Yeah. Maybe it's because people up here are more relaxed and have less of the crazy city life. I don't know. It's true. Like, oh yeah, let's pop out another one. Yeah. So what are some of the common mistakes you think um, contribute to the stress of moving a house? I think the biggest one is that overwhelm and then I'll deal with this later. And like we have been guilty of this when we've moved house. I mean, literally where we're recording right now, I'm looking around at your office going, Mm. hmm. Mm, overwhelming (laughs) yeah yeah and the funny thing is it's like temporary and I know what needs to happen yes with this stuff of course you're a little misorganized yeah um and I know that within like you know six or eight weeks I mean let's be real a little (laughs) misorganized (laughs) (laughs) anywho I know that within six or eight weeks this will look a whole lot better Mm -hmm. but I'm choosing to ignore some of the stuff because it's not a priority and right now, you know, keeping everybody alive and, you know, at the end of the day we're all here safe and sound, that's kind of the survival instinct at the moment. But one thing we've done, so we've done a few moves, right? We, we've done a move from Brisbane to Townsville and back again. We've done two or three moves around like local areas of Brisbane and then we've done this move to the Sunshine Coast. So we've moved a few times and the one thing that I find that we still repeatedly do is, oh, we can we can do it, you know, like we overestimate our ability and what we can actually achieve. And it's not even that we're, you know, very frugal or we're trying to save a dollar or something like that. It's more like, oh, we can prove to whoever, which, you know, nobody's ever said to us like, oh, you you can't do it, you need to get movers in. But we have this like innate sense where we're like, oh, yeah, we can do it. Self-sufficiency. Yeah, that must be it. And we're like, yep. We don't need that much help. And so like for this Sunshine Coast move, we just hired a truck, but we did like, you know, four or five weekends. And so we did probably like six trips all up of stuff to bring up the coast just in our cars as well as the truck. And, you know, it was all kind of dribs and drabs and stuff. But in in hindsight, why didn't we just get movers to come and help pack and unload and unpack, you know, the next day or the same day. Yeah, and that's one of those things when it comes to the stress of moving house. If you're biting off more than you can chew, like you're capable of doing it, but if you take everything on your own plate, it's going to make the situation more stressful than potentially it needed to be. Yeah, and I think of a friend of ours whose family moved recently too and they had been living in their house for 20, 30 years and money was no object for them, but because they were only moving 10 minutes away, they decided – 
no, we're, we're not going to get removalists in. We're going to do it all ourselves. And they had a trailer and my friend said, I think we did like 40 trips. And he goes, at the end of it, we were, we were all just like, why? Why did we do that? Why did we do that to ourselves? Like why did we not just get removalists to help out and make it quick and easy rather than doing these 40 trips of trailer loads? And I thought, yeah, you're right. Like we often do that. We overestimate our ability and our, you know, the time that we have and oh. then we regret it later. So there's all these things that contribute to the stress of moving house and that's one of them. Mm. Another one is, as you were saying, that I'll deal with it later. Yeah. But another common mistake that is like the classic is not labelling everything properly. So when you get to the other end, if you haven't labelled things properly, you don't exactly know where everything is and you end up with this big chaotic mess at the other end. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the taking shortcuts that can really bite you in the bottom later. Oh, we'll just do it this way. Yeah. It's like that with clutter. I'm just going to put this down and I'll yes. get to it later. And it's yes. like six months later, you haven't got to it yet. Or it's become a homeless item that's shuffled from bench to bench to bench around yep. your house. Yeah. Or um, there's been more things that have been put on it in the meantime. And now you can't even remember where that item was. During our move, we actually lost the kettle. <laughs> and you still haven't found it? No. And I think upon reflection, we said, oh, we must have actually donated it because it was. If in doubt. Yeah. Bonnie donated it. Yeah, that's highly. That is a mantra that all of you out there need to live by. <laughs> if in doubt, you can't find something in your house, be like, oh, Bonnie's donated it. Although I have to admit, we're now mother and we were, li- we were living with our parents until recently for oh, nine months. Yeah. Yep. When she's just, like, that was her first port of call. Oh, Bonnie's oh I can't it. find this spatula. Bonnie donated it. <laughs> Like, this is your house. It is not my house. I do not donate things without your knowledge or consent. What you didn't know is that secretly at night I would drive over, (laughs) go through her house, donate things, and then let you get the blame. That makes way more sense. Yeah, right? The donation fairy. Yeah. There was this thing that went around on Facebook a few years ago where people were talking about how they took clutter that they didn't want out of their own houses and they went and hid it at their friends' houses who were really cluttered. To see if they'd notice. To see if they'd notice. And they never did. And there was this such a controversial topic because some people were like, that's hilarious, that's so awesome. And then other people were horrified. Yeah, they're like, how rude. How could you do that to your friends? But, yeah, it's like in reverse. Yeah, no, I think that is so funny. Yeah. And (laughs) we should probably like do a challenge like that. Oh, yeah. What can you take from your house and hide at your friends or family house? Yeah, take something that you're ready to donate (gasps) and see how long it takes them to notice. I love that. There you go. That's a great idea. Challenge accepted. Yeah, let's do that in the Facebook group. Yes, yes, let's do it. Awesome. So another comment mistake is people of course dumping boxes and furniture like wherever if you don't have a clear plan when you get to the other end of where things are going to go like it's Mm. pretty it makes sense on the day that things like overwhelming so it's like oh removalists just put that there just put that there but it is important to have a clear plan because you don't want to be double handling things yes moving boxes from room to room to room or furniture which is heavy once like if especially if you can't lift this stuff and the removalist pops (laughs) down you're like oh I guess that lives there now yeah and I mean I mean if you've got a pool table or a piano or like a really heavy bed base or something yeah yeah, my husband's parents moved at Christmas last year and they had a piano. A uh, piano. No, they didn't have a piano. I declared the piano. <laughs> yeah. Declaring fairy strikes again. No, That's awesome. Um, no. Actually, that was a cool story. Total sidetrack. I ended up, we donated that to a, bri- a bridal venue on the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. And they did it up and it became like a part of where like bri- the bride and groom would get photos. This oh. old piano. Yeah, and like they made it really beautiful. So it got a really lovely second life because it didn't work anymore. But oh. no, they had a – my in-laws have a really heavy, like the slate pool tables. You know, oh, like a really, really wow. heavy. Yeah. yeah, and something like that. It was like – oh, I can't remember. Maybe it was like six guys were lifting <gasps> it and they were all like – so, like, if you've got something like that, you need to know where it's going. Yeah. Because once it's down, it's down. Yeah, that's crazy. 
that's something that happened here too. Stuff got dropped off in the garage and not really placed, you know, according to the right room or, or whatnot. And then there was me a couple of weeks later when my husband was at work and I was on holidays with my three children trying to unpack the house, rearranging the garage so that all the boxes that were kitchen were actually all together and that sort of thing. And he came home and he was like, what have you done? And I'm like, I had to, it was annoying me. He's like, you're pregnant. You should not be shifting that stuff. And I was like, I did it safely. (laughs) He'll never know. He wasn't there. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) No, I am very cautious when I do move stuff around because I obviously don't want to take myself out of the equation. That would be really difficult on everyone involved. Yes, Mm. that's very true. (laughs) Yeah, but the need was there. So another common mistake is if you decide to go through and unpack all rooms at once. So if you just go in and just like, it's like anything, like with decluttering, if you go in with an all mentality and it can be too big, overwhelming, life gets in the way and then suddenly you've made a bigger mess rather than just focusing on one small yeah. area and getting it's having it done that properly. laser focus rather than the multitasking. Yes. Of course, it would be nice to be able to get every room unpacked, but it is a better strategy to kind of go through and do like the room at a time. Yeah, yeah. Starting um, with things like the kitchen. Yes, exactly. So having your priorities in place. So you need to be able to sleep, first of all. You need to be able to clean yourself. And you need to be able to feed yourself. So those are the kind of three functions that a house needs to be able to do. If you're like my husband, the priority is getting the TV set up so that he can watch TV at the end of the day. But After um, a big day of moving. Yeah. Or to put the children in front of so yeah. that you can keep unpacking. Yeah. TV education, that's how it's Done. Yeah, that that wasn't the reason though. No. He just wanted the TV for himself. Oh, come on, man! I've got to I've got to whisper that one to him. Be like, that's why you did it. You're just gonna say that's. Why yeah, you. that's right. That's strategic. Right. Yeah, yeah. You'll just have to do it subliminally while he's asleep. Or oh, something. when I'm doing my donation fairy stuff at yeah. night, I'll just come up to his bed. And just... Yeah, that's cool. Oh, have you seen like people doing those videos where they go up and pick up their partner's phone and like whisper into it? Because you know how Siri is like actually listening to everything, even though Apple says Siri isn't. So they like pick up their partner's phone and be like, spa day, spa day, spa day, massage. Like when it's close to Mother's Day so that their partner starts getting ads on like Facebook (laughs) of spas and to get ideas. Have you seen those No, I haven't. Does, Does Siri actually listen all the time? Oh, I mean, Apple says no, but yeah. have you not said something and then gotten an ad for something and been like, I've never searched that. I have I right? have had that before. Yeah, yeah, so they can say no all they like, but I just don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. But what I'll do is I'll come into your bedroom and I'll whisper in his ear and then he'll get up the next day and be like, I just have this crazy idea and he won't know where it came from. <laughs> you know, that would explain my son's missing library book because last night before I went to bed, I knew where it was and then this morning when we were getting ready for school, he was frantically racing around. Could not find his life, his library book for the life of him. Of course, I'd said to him last night, put it in your school bag ready for tomorrow. And did he? No. Oh, where but, was it? Well, I don't know. We haven't found it. Oh. Yes. I mean, it'll be there. It'll be there somewhere. I promise. It will. Yeah. But I think it's probably the three-year-old. <laughs> oh, that's right. If in doubt, blame the three-year-old. Yep. So <laughs> another common mistake is not allowing enough time for the whole process. So if you're, Guilty. you know, some people don't have the choice, you mm, know, it's like yeah. we're out at this deadline, in on this deadline, I've got work, kids have commitments. It is what it is. Preparing ahead as much as possible is important. On TikTok, I've gotten, on our account, we've gotten quite a number of questions and requests of people asking about how to prepare for a move. Ah, uh, yeah. And like we've got an episode on that, so you definitely should go check it out. But planning for this ahead of time is really important. Yeah, yeah. And making sure that you have enough time to do it is important as well. Yeah, it's it's about having that buffer time, I really think. Um, making sure that when you have booked in – 
the move, giving yourself a few extra days just in because things never go according to plan. It's like your wedding day. There's always something that's going to go awry. And there's the Hofstadter's law, which basically means even when you take into account Hofstadter's law, things always take longer than you plan for them to. And I am living proof of that pretty much every day. The proof is in the pudding, people. Mm-hmm. All right. After the break, we're going to talk about practical tips for setting up your new home. You've got mail. All right, this listener question comes in from Nanny Marg in Australia. So she has asked, as I get older, more relatives are leaving me things. I really don't want most, but I feel obligated to keep as the family visits and they want to see them. Oh, this is a really tough question, Nanny Marg, because not only are you taking on the responsibility of someone else's item, but you're also taking on the guilt from the sounds of it of them wanting to make sure that it's entrusted to you. And I know that this kind of guilt can actually be really crippling and there's a couple of options that you can take and you're probably not going to like most of them, to be honest, (laughs) but here we go. So the first one is often when people give us things that we don't actually want, it means that either they don't know us very well or their opinions and priorities take preference over what our opinions and priorities are. And that might be because we have had you know, poor boundaries. And in the past, we've just let people kind of make decisions for us rather than standing up for what we want or what we believe in. Or it's just come from a good place where they think that it's really special to them. So they assume it'll be special to you as well. Yeah. And this can definitely happen for antiques and family heirlooms. And the most important thing for you, Nanny Marg, is to make sure that if it's something that you don't want, you then have a talk with that person as uncomfortable as it's going to feel to say, look, I really value our relationship. I love that you think I'd really like this item, but I actually don't need it in my home. I'm going through a phase right now where I'm trying to live with less. And I would like to know, would you like this back or are there other people in the family that you would like to entrust this to? And if you have that conversation with someone, it can go a couple of ways. One way might be that they accept your opinions and say thank you for your honesty. Another might be that they don't accept your opinions and they're not thankful for your honesty. And a third one, which often happens, is they might just ignore you completely and still keep giving you things that you don't want. If they do that last option, it's now then your decision to decide what to do with it. So when things come into your house, it's your responsibility what you do with them. Okay. So no one else can tell us when it's our own house, our own mortgage, our own roof, no one else can tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing in our homes. And this is not broaching the subject of, you know, hoarding disorder and when we're living unsafely and we're causing harm to ourselves or others. This is just the standard, I'm giving you too many items that you don't want, need, use or love. It's your decision whether you hold on to that and carry that burden for that person. And I think an important thing to think about is asking ourselves the question, why is this person giving me this item? Why? Is it because they feel that this carries on a family legacy and it's important that it be passed on and you're logically the next person? Is it that they just genuinely thought you would like it and didn't realize you wouldn't? So it's important to understand the why because it can help determine how we then respond to the situation. And so if someone is giving you a bunch of stuff because it represents a a family, an ancestor or a particular person, you know, one approach that you can take is picking the one item that represents that person that is the most special to you as the thing that you carry on to do with that person Mm. instead of all of the things. So there are some options and some ways to think about it. Yes, quality over quantity. And on that note, 
even though it might feel like it's really uncomfortable to have that conversation with someone, I'll give you a quick example. A dollhouse was bought for my daughter, which she didn't really play with all that much. At first she loved it and she played with it, but then as time passed, it wasn't something she had a particular interest in. Now I knew how hard the person who had bought it for her had searched to find this particular dollhouse uh, and to give it to her. And I think there was a lot of ideal from their own childhood and you know, a lot of memorabilia from them playing with dolls wrapped up in it. And so I said to this person, look, I know it's really special to you, but she's not really playing with it. What would you like me to do with it? And that person was very grateful that I had given them the opportunity to make a decision on it rather than just getting rid of it surreptitiously myself. And that person then decided, no, I'm going to keep that dollhouse and I'm going to have it for other children who come to my house to play with. So sometimes having that open and frank conversation with someone, while it feels uncomfortable, it actually really helps the relationship to get to a really healthy place. We hope that helps. Thank you so much for sending us in a question. We love them. We love answering them and we love giving out a little bit of Uh, home organization and decluttering advice hoping it helps make your life a little bit easier we're all about progress and not perfection here at LHO so remember that and thank you again if you'd like to send in a listener question we'd love to hear it hit us up on social media or of course send us an email podcast at littlehomeorganized.com.au Okay, so we're talking about how to set up your new house or home and next we're going to talk about some practical tips. But before we do that, Bonnie and I have some exciting news. We actually have arranged some freebies for everybody. Yay, freebies. And they're super simple, non-committal, and you can use them as you need them. So basically, Bonnie and I are doing our best to keep this podcast ad-free. It's really important to us, but we also, you know, we need to be able to keep the podcast going. One of the ways that we can keep it going is you guys going and rating and reviewing us, checking us out on socials, all that kind of stuff. Really simple, really helps us. But another thing that we've arranged is actually going to be really beneficial for you guys is... When we come across a product that we like, love, support and think will be really practical for you, we are going to start creating basically some arrangements with these companies, especially small businesses and creating a discount code for you guys where you can go and shop with them and get a discount purely because you're a listener of the podcast, Mm. which is really exciting. So there'll be a webpage on our website coming up soon. We currently have a discount code for Second Scout labels and they do the beautiful adhesive labels. Um, Really great for all children, but especially um, neurodiverse children. And there's a discount code for them. I believe it's Little Home Tan. But also we have a new company that's on board that we think you guys will really like. Yeah. So if you struggle with paperwork and knowing how to shred or where to shred, and maybe you don't like the fact that your shredder takes 10 minutes to cool down after doing three pages, there's this amazing company where you can basically just stick all of your shredding into a bag and post it off and they will destroy it confidentially for you. And they're called Bag and Shred. Yep. And it's like Australia wide and basically what they'll do is you order some special bags and they're just like a looks like a normal postage bag mm. like from the post office they send them to you you fill them with your confidential documents that you don't want to put just in the normal bin when you're decluttering you seal it up and you just send it back to them and they shred it for you so it's a pretty cool company our discount code for them is little 10 to get 10 percent off um but if you find companies out there that you really like and think their products are awesome and you want to let us know about them just like send us a dm because if we believe it we're going to share it we're, we're not going to be talking to you guys about random you know pet food products we're only going to toothbrushes or toothbrushes or men's shape banks or but yeah or banks or anything um you know i mean maybe in a year's time we're like totally like giving up all our values (laughs) (laughs) 
like please pay us um <laughs> but no like we're really working hard to make sure that the products we talk about are actually products that we believe in and these are products that we think will be genuinely beneficial for you so make sure to check those out there'll be um links on our socials as well yeah and thanks for supporting us by listening and by sharing it with your friends and family uh it really does mean a lot to us so it does thank you Okay, so we're talking some practical tips for setting up your new home. Now, a few months ago, actually not even that long ago, we got approached by a company to do some unpacking for one of their corporate clients. So what this company does is they facilitate international moves and they generally do moves from America to Australia and it's all for corporates and what they actually do is so amazing and I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing next time I move is they will do all of the pack up, they will do obviously all the moving and then they unpack on the other end and they get professional organisers in to organise and set up your new home, like a team of them. Please. And it's done in like a day or two. And I thought, yeah, that's amazing. Because whenever we set up a home for a client, yeah, there'll be a little team of us, but we generally do it. You're setting it up logically with the most organized systems that they may not necessarily have the vision for. Yeah. And normally when we unpack for a client, they're there. Yes. Right. So they can say, oh, no, I'd prefer that over here and over there. But for this company, the, the client hasn't even arrived in Australia yet. That's kind of exciting. You would have had so much freedom. You like just get to your house and everything is there and it's set up like to the point where there's, you know, toilet paper and your consumables and there's food in the pantry and there's, I was just thinking. Isn't that magical? That is magical. It really, really is. I can think of one client in particular where we were able to do a similar sort of thing because she was older And she was just moving from like one sort of level of care in a retirement village to a higher level of care. And because we actually outsourced, and this is tip number one, is outsource where you can. So if you can outsource the pack or the unpack, the removals, all that sort of stuff, that's a really simple strategy for helping you to set up a new house. But we also got um, like a hanging company involved. So they come in and they do the picture hanging and all your mirrors and all that sort of stuff. And they're like Cinderella, you know, not even Cinderella, Mary Poppins even. Like they literally just, you know, stand there, measure it, get it up. Like they know the right, you know, weights for things. Yeah, all of of that sort of stuff. That's really cool. Anytime I've asked my husband or even our dad when I was younger to hang pictures and stuff, it's like it's a process, right? And Mm -hmm. they get it right and it's great at the end and all that sort of stuff. But these people are efficient. These people are amazingly quick and they just get it done and dusted. And, you know, that's the biggest thing that actually starts making your new house feel like a home is when you've got stuff on the walls. It does. It does have that, like, special homey feel to it. Yeah, which, as you can see behind us, I don't have right now. Normally there would be um, exhibit A, a painting, but at the moment it's exhibit B, a blank wall. Yeah. So a practical tip for you guys is when you do this house move, know where things are going to go ahead of time. Not only does it mean that you're not double handling Mm. heavy furniture and things like that, but it it sets things up practically from the start. And we talk about this with decluttering, that having a plan is so important. It's important for every aspect of life, but you need to have a plan. You need to know where things are going to go in the kitchen because otherwise, especially if people are helping you, things will kind of get shoved willy And that actually happened a little bit when my in-laws moved. My mother-in-law had a lot of friends that came and helped, which was great. But it also meant that a lot of things ended up getting put in the drawers straight away that she then had to kind of move things around later on. So it was helpful. But, you know, that's one thing that we never even discussed or thought about. It was kind of like we can't have everything on the bench. We need to put things in cupboards. But if we don't have a plan, maybe we end up having to move things that are in the cupboards or maybe – 
life happens, it's too quick and we can't even get back to those cupboards and then before you know it. Yeah. You know? And that's why I think having like a professional organiser or a team help you with your move can be so helpful because then you've got like that one person who basically says, okay, no, this is the plan and you, you, you are going to do this section, you're going to do this section and, and there's kind of like one leader and, and that really helps with setting up a new space from scratch. So they're kind of the core things that are going to help you with your house move. And I know that they sound very simple, but they're really important. Like Mm. having a plan, getting extra help where possible, and just being really clear about what you want on the other side. And sometimes these moves happen so quickly and it's such a rush to get over there. That's why where possible, declutter in advance. Oh, yeah. Don't do the whole, I can't make a decision now, so I'll just pack it and decide on the other end. Don't bring it... don't bring anything with you that is not going to be used in your home that you're not going to use, need or love. And if you have trouble making decisions, you know, you could check out our decision-making tree. It's something that people use to help them figure out what's going to stay and what's going to go. But use those kind of tools and do that setup in advance. Oh, definitely. Because inevitably you'll actually get to the other end and you'll decide that there's more stuff you want to declutter anyway as you're unpacking. Maybe it doesn't fit or maybe the purpose has changed or your needs have changed. But where possible, get rid of most of it before you go because otherwise you're paying and spending time packing it, transporting it and unpacking it on the other end just to get rid of it down there. So save yourself some time. Be kind to your future self. Of course, it is our message, right? And uh, one more thing we should mention, of course, is the free moving guide that you can go download from our website. It's something that can help you get prepared for your next move. So Bonnie, uh, what is our tidy task? So your tidy task this week is if you are moving – is just to follow uh, this kind of plan. So make a little bit of a plan for your move. So it might be step one is where will my furniture go? Work out what are the rooms that are going to be the same and where things are just going to get transferred from one house to the next house, but where will all the furniture go? Have a bit of a plan, write it down if you need to. Then second step is who's helping on the day and say yes to more help rather than not because this is a problem that my husband tends to have where he's like, no, no, we'll be right. Once again, we think we can do it all. We're biting off more than we can chew and then we get to the actual day and we think, oh, that would have been really good to have had an extra set of hands for this or whatever. So who's helping on the day? Ask for more help rather than not. Uh, And the third thing is what services will you get to assist? So will you get removalists? Will you get people to pack or unpack? Will you have people there to mow the lawn the first couple of days that you're there? a cleaner to help come and clean things has the pest control been done before you've moved in so you don't actually have to worry about you know pests from the previous owners or things like that so just start to put together your moving plan with those three key factors in mind and um, that will make your moving a lot less stressful and that's it for this week's episode so thank you so much for tuning in and choosing to have us in your ears and remember progress not perfection see you later bye Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.